This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Well, here we go. Sunday morning here, 07. I was up early. Got up about, uh, I guess, about 5.30, 0530. Got a text from a couple of my Marine Corps buddies. I'm thinking I went a bunch of nut jobs up at 5.30 on Sunday. One of the guys is going to work. He works at a you know, supervisor at a manufacturing plant. has got to be in there early. Seven days a week they work, so he works on these different shifts. But anyway, you know, I like to get up early. I don't always get up early. That's the truth. But I do like to get up early generally. It just feels better, even when it's dark out. I mean, I prefer it to be light out. It's 7 o'clock, it's just barely getting light here, really. Yeah, the days are getting longer. I think for some reason, I forget if it's at the end of the day. Yeah, it's the days are getting longer at the end, which is a little strange to me. You know, you'd think as... Um, you know, we move from the winter solstice to the... What do we go to? Is there a spring solstice? Is that how that works? I don't follow that stuff that closely. I kind of know how it works, you know what I mean? When's the winter solstice begin? December 22nd, right? That's the shortest day of the year. Now we're climbing out. We're getting longer days. I don't know why it adds it on to the end of the day. It's I guess it's a good thing. Get a little more time at the end. A little more time to get my, get my walks in. I was doing a little something different this weekend. Kind of focusing on my, not kind of, focusing on my leg strength a little more. To be honest with you, I just got a little bored of walking. Uh, you know, it happens. And I think that if, you know, for me, with what I'm trying to accomplish right now, I'm not uh, preparing for the Olympia or the Boston Marathon or the or the Ironman or something like that. I'm just trying to get in shape that I can, you know, play with my kids and work in the yard and not be winded kind of thing. You know what I mean? Lose a couple of pounds, get a little healthier. So I, the idea is I want to enjoy it a little bit along the way. You know, if you enjoy playing a sport or something like that, go have some fun. You like bike riding? That can be fun. I don't know. The whole bike riding. I used to love bike riding when I was younger at this point in my life. Not so much. I don't know why. Electric bike. I'd like to go do that. Or one with a motor. It's a lot more fun when you don't have to pedal. Call me crazy. Just, Just kind of my thinking, you know. You can go faster, you know, the wind in your face, tongue hanging out, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Can't do that while you're running. Well, you can, just not quite the same. So anyway, you know, I'm trying to have a good time, get in shape. So I thought, well, uh, you know, really trying to build up, particularly I've been talking about this, my hip strength, my hip flexors, as I've researched it a little bit, men get older and that tends to lock up. It's those, there's a name for those muscles. They're fast twitch fibers. It's like the muscle underneath your your calf muscles it runs like all the way down the back of your leg like your heel and it's like it's just like a rubber band you know it just it doesn't quit it's just you know it takes incredible stress and and repeated movement and doesn't get fatigued at all kind of a crazy thing interesting right but i think i kind of think your hip flexor i think there's other muscles that are the same and i think the hip flexors are one of those and so I think my theory on this is as you get older, and I probably don't have this exactly right. It doesn't really matter. The point is, 
you know, as you get older, it seems like those muscles get tougher, less um, flexible. And from what I've been reading, there's a lot of information out there about stretching those hip flexors and increasing mobility that way. But there's a theory also that part of the problem is that the, just the muscles have gotten weaker as we get older and we naturally become more sedentary, right? And sitting around, the sitting, that's, the, that's what's causing that damage. Sitting around, horrible. Get up, get away from the TV, and get outside. That's the message there. But either way, I think naturally as you get older, that just those muscles, you know, maybe they shorten. Like I said, I'm probably not describing this all right, but my theory is that if I stretch and increase the strength of those muscles, that it's just going to make me feel better, increase my strength. That's just my way of looking at things. What do you want me to tell you? It's 7 o'clock Sunday morning. Why am I rambling on about this? Well, I've said this to you before. You know, I'm 52. You know, just turned 52. I know I don't look it. I know I sound a lot younger, right? I've got the attitude of like a 19-year-old, people say. people. I still get carded. Not really. I haven't gotten carded. It's funny because I look at myself, I still see a kid. Nah, maybe not completely these days. But my self-assessment is a heck of a lot different than what other people look at me. Anyway, 52 years old, the most important thing that I need to do right now, particularly because I got a daughter... It's about to turn eight years old in a week. Amazing little kid with her little geckos. And, uh, hey, I, you know, she's eight and I'm 52. You do the math. You know, I can't afford to be tied up in a hospital bed or, you know what I'm saying? The, the financial impact, the practical impact. I got to stay healthy. I got to keep going for a little while longer. At least, what, a good, good 10, 12 years, really. Hopefully longer. You know, she's going to go to college. I want to see her through college. My wife's really pushing the college thing. I'm really lukewarm on it. We'll talk about that another day. I didn't really want to get into it, to be honest with you. As, you know, when it comes to my, my daughter, it's like the decisions just seem so heavy to me. So it's just a father and a daughter, different dynamic for sure. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about this uh, epidemic in Kensington, the drug problem down there, Kensington, Philadelphia. Kensington is a neighborhood of Philadelphia. I don't think it's a, it may be an actual jurisdiction. I don't know. You may have heard of some of these. Uh, Port Richmond is another bad area. North Philadelphia, Temple area, Broad Street, all kind of in the same genre there. Not that there aren't other bad places in the city, but the depths of it particularly in Kensington. I've actually never been there. I may have been through it at some point, but not that I can recall. I don't ever remember actually being there. Isn't that amazing? Six miles from my house. And I've been talking about it for a few years. The problem down there reported to be the largest open-air drug market in the world, from what I'm told. Who really knows? I don't know. It's a massive problem. It's disgusting. It's disturbing. Uh, It's not just the poor, mentally ill... Uh, people that, you know, nobody really cares about. It's the uh, children of suburban families, like a lot of them. You know, um, quite frankly, it seems that um, I know so many people send their white daughters off to college and they end up knocked up uh, by a drug dealer and addicted to heroin. I'm, and I'm, it's just, it's... Uh, 
pathetic, really, how often it's happening. It's one of the reasons I'm lukewarm on college. I'm like, I don't know what's going on out there. I just know that, you know, everybody I know, not everybody, but a lot of people, they come home, there's no college degree, they're addicted to drugs, and, the, and they're... they're uh, got a mixed race baby. The father's nowhere to be found, and a lot of times they smack the crap out of her. It's it's a story that repeats. Nobody wants to talk about it. You're not allowed to. You call it what you want. Over and over again. A buddy of mine, successful business owner, long time has bought and or started and sold businesses. At that point in his life where he's pretty comfortable, adult son, early 20s, goes down to actually right next to me, the town next to me. We're so close to this. And the train comes out of the city, and that's a conduit for all this. Well, anyway, he goes, he, he buys heroin, had fentanyl in it, injects it in the car in the parking lot after he bought it, and never, never made it out of the car. Died right there, OD'd. I know other people that have dealt with the horrors of addiction and rehab. It's mayhem. It's mayhem. Let alone the uh, high number of of functioning addicts, driving incidents. Uh, I talk about it uh, driving uh, out up 309 comes out of the city of Philadelphia, right out of this area that I'm talking about. And um, in the morning, you go out on this highway at 6 o'clock in the morning, and it's like the wild, wild west. Did I tell you this? The other day, there was a car on fire, driving down the left lane on fire. I mean, you think you've seen it all. Missing a headlight, and the car flames on fire. Unbelievable, really. And I, when I say on fire, I don't mean like a little spark. I'm saying that there was a solid fire going on there. I don't know what to say. What do you do? It's crazy. No police enforcement. Uh, the, the reckless driving. You can tell everybody's stoned. Everybody coming out of the city impaired. Really unbelievable. Uh, this problem. So I've been talking about it, and now it's becoming international news, really. You know, it, it's interesting. You look back at the, at the history of Philadelphia an old city with a long history, central really to the beginning of our country. Now it's just turned into this human wasteland, polluted with these destructive drugs that are coming from China, this is documented now, across the Mexican border. Never been there. I've never actually been there, despite the fact that it's just a few miles from my house. I've lost a, a, a friend who lost a son. Many other people that's poisoned their kids, destroyed their families, and now it's finally made national, international news. Inside America's zombie land. And I've described it the same. Philadelphia's Kensington neighborhood looks like a scene from The Walking Dead. As grim photos show trank addicts shooting up in broad daylight on sidewalks. This, there's been a big shift in the drugs. They went from the heroin, which was like a soft drug compared to what's going on now. Then they went to the fentanyl, which is, you know, wildly more potent than the heroin. First, they started cutting the heroin with fentanyl to make the heroin a little more potent. 
Then it just ended up full-on fentanyl. There's no, there is no heroin anymore. It's all fentanyl. There's no heroin epidemic. It's fentanyl. Then they started cutting the fentanyl with this trank. It's it's a some kind of a a, a horse tranquilizer, so, or some kind of veterinary medicine, Z, uh, xylazine or something like that. Trank is the name. And so then, right? They start cutting the 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 the, the, the um with with the trank, and now it's just all trank. Causes a, a blackout stupor along with deep, festering wounds that frequently lead to amputations. Typical treatments for overdoses are not effective, and the FDA issued an alert about the drug in November. So all the Narcan and safe injection, all that stuff, it's out the window. Addicts shoot up in broad daylight, hunched over in a stupor. You've heard me talk about this. Or passed out on the streets. Many have raw, gaping wounds in desperate need of medical attention. There's needles, syringes, and garbage littered around on the sidewalks. It's, it's uh, horrible. There's a woman who runs an organization, Savage Sisters. She said, I've never seen human beings remain in these kinds of conditions. I haven't checked out the videos lately. I have to take a look at it. I haven't seen the gaping wound thing. Can you imagine? You're, actually, I did see a photo. Somebody just like had like an open, long open cut, like their calf muscle exposed. What the heck is going on? How is this allowed to go on? It's not political. This doesn't represent any kind of a, a failure of government. I can't believe people accept it. I really can't. You know, all this talk, remember Obama, we need to do better. And this is better? This is the better that he spoke of? This is the liberal policy, just let everybody do as they may, turn a blind eye, self-destruction, societal destruction, just allow the mayhem to continue. Boy, it really is freedom. Not really the idea of, you know, freedom that I had when I think of freedom, but holy cow. What is it that attracts people to that stuff I'll never understand? Honest to God, I don't know. I want to mention a few crazy laws. You ever heard these stories about crazy laws? Most of these uh, crazy laws from around the world, they probably served a purpose at some point, right? But then they kind of get forgotten or they get uh, adjudicated or whatever you want to call it. The courts overturn things. But it doesn't mean that the uh, the law comes off the books necessarily. It doesn't. And you got laws on the books. Even I guarantee you, even in your local town, there's laws on the books that even the local authorities aren't aware of. You can't. It's just the volume of it. There would be no way. But let me share a couple uh, interesting ones with you. Uh, Moore County, Tennessee, which is where the Jack Daniels distillery is, is a dry county. I thought that was interesting. Uh, there's an 1872 Scottish laws, Scottish law uh, that nobody can be drunk and in charge of um, uh, cows, horses, a carriage or steam engine. So th- as early as 1872, they were outlawing drunk driving. <laughs> but sheep, you could control sheep. I don't know if donkeys were allowed. Maybe a donkey would be allowed too. The uh, There's an Australian law from 1966 that makes it illegal to do certain things in public. 
such as if you fly a kite or play a game in public that annoys someone, then it's illegal. I always thought like Australia is like a, you know, some kind of a similar democratic republic to us. That's not really the case, is it? They're a little different down there. We have listeners in Australia that I never hear from. Isn't that kind of odd as well? Maybe that's they don't like me. I don't know. Driving with a bear uncaged is illegal in Missouri. That's probably a good thing. A, 20, a 2011 law makes it illegal to be uh, without a shirt in Barcelona, Spain. I'm sure there's a reason for that. Uh, it's illegal to swear in the United Arab Emirates, but you can't even give somebody the middle finger emoji. There's other places like this, you know. Uh, there was a time not long ago in Charlotte, North Carolina, you would get arrested for foul language in public. Pretty funny, right? They don't have the same problems. Blue laws are laws that ban certain events or activities on the Sabbath. They usually involve no liquor sales, but the sale of houseware was banned in many states until the 1980s. I think we should go back to it. Why, why wouldn't the environmentalists support being closed on Sundays? Isn't that strange? When you think as an environmentalist, you say, yeah, only open one day. Do all your shopping in one day. What are we going to burn in all this energy for? If everybody would just cooperate, you know, and, and all right, maybe you need two days. I'm just speaking from an environmentalist perspective. State of uh, Arkansas has a law in the books that regulates how it's pronounced. I got tired of people saying Arkansas. <laughs> it's a finable offense to build sand castles in parts of Spain, Italy, and even the United States. I think there's a good reason for that, right? It becomes uh, disruptive to the beaches, like these big holes. So I've been talking about uh, this artificial intelligence change, and if you haven't caught up, or if you haven't been staying on top of what I've been saying, there was a, a, a digital revolution that went on, a move to data. And I, there's this is my term. It's not even really talked about. I, I, I can't, not really sure um, why not. Well, I think a lot of people aren't aware of it, even people that are otherwise tech savvy. I was explaining this to a buddy of mine. Maybe I'll explain it here. I'm going to explain it again real quick. Just to give you one little example of what's going on and how this evolution has take place. Take photographs. We have, for example, our, our this is a problem for us personally. We have thousands of photographs. My daughter, she's younger, the trips Jen and I took. And then all these folders that aren't really, we're not really well organized. We started to organize them. But even with that, you know, if, you're, if you want to pull together photos of my daughter when she was two, you can have a lot of folders to go through to pull all that together. And you may miss some things. So, what was happening, and I'm literally working on a project that's doing exactly this for thousands of photos. You assign data points. So, you know, it'd be daughter, two years old, birthday party, toys, gifts, family, whatever. You assign those data, you know, those tags, right? And then once you have those tags established, you can very quickly sort, filter, and find, right? So, I want to see... Pictures of my daughter when she was two years old at a birthday party and, and or, you know, or, you know, pull all that together in a nanosecond. 
you know, whatever detail. You just want, just want photos of my daughter. It'll show you all the photos, and you can narrow it down. That's how you do it. You can't do it with, you know, the, the normal iPhone image name, right? And even if you rename it, you could rename it. That would help. You could, you know, sort and find naturally, even just using a typical, you know, file source. So if you name the file daughter, birthday party, two years old, that's a long file name. You could kind of get some of that, but you're not going to get it at the same power even. And I'm, and I'm just giving you a quick version because you can, once you have the data points, you can sort and find in multiple parameters, and it's really very powerful. So, it's a simple, if you think about this a second, you know, you're going from um, maybe a card catalog system that was became digital to now the ability to filter and sort through that card catalog in very powerful ways, and then to do it with images, never never available before in, in, you know, in recent technology anyway, at least here on Earth. And so these data points. So then, and that was huge. And by the way, this goes for everything. It goes for everything, not just photos, videos, text, um, books. Everything was just given data points. And it gave rise to things like Amazon and uh, the digital advertising that they could target different things. And what's happened along the way is that the computer has they've created this machine learning system that I don't understand. Or I don't know anything about, I should say. I've never tried to understand it. But now what they've been able to do with AI is the, the AI will examine the photo and it will assign data points, and it can do it like instantly. And instead of five or six that you can think of, it'll assign data points that you couldn't think and dream of. And then it'll match it up with other data. It's nuts. So now you just feed the the, the images in, a batch of photos, and the, and the AI will scan them, examine them, and assign all these data points automatically to a level of detail you couldn't imagine. And you don't even know what's going on because to use it, you just say, um, show me photos of my daughter when she was two. And boom. And it'll probably suggest ideas. And by the way, if you need some other ideas for photos, it's just nuts. And it goes even further than that because now you've got all these data points on it. The AI can write it and read it. The AI can create text scripts. I was telling you about that. I'm going to talk more about it here. And then it can go and, and pull in those imageries and match it up. It's it's unbelievable. And I'm just giving you uh, like a worthless little uh, idea of this whole thing. I don't even un- understand myself the implications of this. I do believe it's going to represent a massive revolution in technology. It is going to upend. It already is. If you go to Google search um, and you look at the uh, search options on, on the phone right now, it's crazy. I guess they're testing it. Google, that's one of the stories I wanted to talk about. They called in uh, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, called them back to Google headquarters. They're so concerned about this AI technology upending search you know, they get like $150 billion a year in, in advertising revenue on Google. I don't understand this. You know, we talk about windfall taxes and 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 uh, socialism. 
I don't understand why why these aren't looked at like utilities. Uh, I could go on and on about that, but either way, it doesn't really matter. Um, that they're so concerned that you know Google's going to go away as a result if they don't catch up. And and I got to tell you, uh, th- this you've heard me uh, be critical of Microsoft, and I think that there's a switch going on there. I think you may. They, uh, sounds like uh, Microsoft may be ahead of the game on the AI, and if they are, they're going to blow past Google. I already see. Microsoft uh, updating all the mobile app, uh, cloud app technology that they have, and it's matching Google, and uh, uh, and they're ahead on the AI. Google's in trouble. Crazy. Facebook is done. The AI is going to become better at shopping for you than you. The AI is going to become better at matching your uh, monitoring your family budget than you. It's going to become better at picking out TV shows for you than you. It it'll it's it's going to be incredible. I kid you not. I kid you not. A sermon. This is it from the Jerusalem Post. A rabbi had the AI write a sermon. Apparently, it was pretty good. Here's another article. Microsoft. I think I mentioned this before. A Microsoft AI can build an exact replication of your voice. From a three-second sample. Holy crap. It's unbelievable. You watch. Now, I could be wrong about this. Uh, I made similar predictions about 3D printing. I thought at that time that uh, 3D printing was going to upend product manufacturing and distribution, as well as uh, construction. Uh, Imagine that you could just print a bridge. But it really hasn't happened. It hasn't happened like that. It hasn't happened even for simple things, right? Uh, I guess there's a multitude of reasons why. Maybe that'll change over time. But the 3D printing largely just uh, didn't pan out. It's just really a gimmick thing for the most part. Not entirely true. I think there are legitimate uses for it, but certainly not as widespread as I thought it was going to be. But I do believe uh, this AI... Uh, yeah, we'll see. Stand by. We'll see how it affects things. I think there is an Achilles heel to this thing. And I'll just share that. The AI is uh, basically reliant. Its brain is the Internet. So if you type in, you know, show me you know, pictures of my two-year-old daughter, it's going to effectively read your mind. How does it do that? Because it's going to know through a vast amount of data that they've been collecting that people who are looking for t- pictures of their two-year-old daughter are probably planning for a birthday party, and they're also probably thinking about her college and, and a whole host of other. They probably even know that she likes geckos all the way down to, I'm telling you, because they're looking at the click patterns. You know, what did I share with you the other day? Did I say that? I, was, I read it. I don't think I said it on here. They're, they're most, uh, I, may have the, I may not have this exactly correct, but the most searched term in Rhode Island is Connecticut because people don't know how to spell it right. Neither do I come to think of it. Not the most searched term, but, you know, it has some kind of... So they know if you're in Rhode Island, you probably don't know how to spell. You probably need to... You know, you see what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's going to be fascinating. Uh, But the Achilles heel, as I find it, as I see it, is that the, the, the information is being misread 
misinterpreted. Uh, and you see this on social media. Matter of fact, Elon Musk just tweeted about it. You know, you're clicking, you're saying, you're clicking the frown or the, you know, you type, you know, go pound sand in the comments. I hate this. Well, you're going to get more of it. Yeah, I'll explain the beeping in a second. You're going to get more of it because you're interacting with it, and they see that as a good thing, even though you, it's because you don't like it. That beeping is uh, coming from the, uh, the studio side that I'm not recording in. Um, I made a little change up today, so doing things a little differently. And actually, I couldn't take it anymore. I actually moved back over here where I belong in the studio. I don't know why I did that. I got a special computer over here, and I don't know why I'm telling you all this. Like Chris, we really don't care where you're sitting. Anyway, <laughs> I know you think I'm nuts. Maybe I am a little nuts. I sit here talking to myself for an hour every day. You don't think that's a little nuts? <laughs> you want to get into it? You want to know how nuts I am? Uh, you can ask my wife. She'd probably tell you I'm nuts. I don't know. I don't know what she would say at this point. Not really sure. Uh, a couple other things here before I let you go. Uh, China promotes education drive to make boys more manly. Uh, interesting on a couple of fronts to me. I think that, you know, there was, uh, well, you know what happened? There was so many uh, children there, and then they had uh, overpopulated, I guess. I guess you'd say China's overpopulated, like a billion people, over a billion, right? That's a lot. It's a big country. And so it's a continent in itself, you know, right? What is China bigger than bigger than Australia? I bet it is. Whatever, it's a big country, and there's a lot of Chinese people there, and so they're trying to stop the growth of the population, and so they're only allowing people to have one child for a while. It turned out to be fairly well. We'll see, I guess, but consequential. I was going to say catastrophic, but. I, I don't know. Maybe you'd have to weigh the options on that. You know, what do you do when there's this overpopulation? There's other populations where the similar problems seem to exist. And those people want to spread out. They want to get away from the problems. And that's why a part of the reason why you have all this immigration shift, part of it's just a, a demographic shift. A reduction of population in China, Russia, and the United States and uh, pressure from Indian, uh, Hindu, and uh, Muslim populations, basically. African. There's more African Christians. Uh, I don't know the exact statistic, but a lot of African Christians, amazingly. But anyway, that I all find fascinating. And so China, you know, they limit people to have one child. People wanted to have boys. There was a lot of boys. Then they were having a problem with homosexuality. You know, young men, they're very sexually driven, so they started having sex with each other, but only for a little while until they would later settle down and be married. I don't know what that was all about. Pretty fascinating. So uh, now they want them to be more manly. And then the other thing I found fascinating about this that Government takes a role in these things or thinks that it's even appropriate for government to take a role in these things. I guess somebody has to take the lead on it, you could say. But wouldn't you think it would be better done by some other effort like the church or something like that? I don't know. Just thoughts that I had. 
this mayor of uh, New York, Adams, you think I'm kooky? You ought to look into this guy. You think I'm strange. Look into the stuff that, that he's into. Anyway, uh, he went down to the border, and uh, he goes down there, and he's complaining that he wants federal government help already. Just, you know, it's amazing how just a few buses, really. And what does he want? Does he want the border sealed? No. He wants every city to take an equal share. Well, this schmuck fails to even respect some of the small towns that have been run over by this uh, by the federal government shipping. You got a town of 5,000 and they send 10,000 immigrants out there. It's it's completely uh changed demographics. And of course it's politicized. Why do you think you, the Muslims have taken over uh, Michigan and Minnesota? Obama. Yeah, let's get some districts out here. Whatever. That's a conspiracy theory, I guess. All I know is it's been a huge demographic shift. And they're not people that were there naturally. The people that have immigrated there. Um, but this guy, he doesn't want a solution to the problem. He just wants to make sure everybody suffers. Well, here's the problem there, Schmuckatoli. You're the one that promoted the, uh, uh, what was it, the, the um, what did they call that, the amnesty? Not cooperating with immigration. So you deal with it and let your constituent, they voted for it. You deal with it. Why do we got to deal with it? No, thank you. You're talking about big problems developing. They keep this up. It's coming. I really believe it's coming. You're going to see unrest. Speaking of unrest, well, we'll talk about it tomorrow. I'll talk about the uh, Atlanta. Lots to talk about this week. I got a lot of important stuff. Stay tuned. Uh, Al Sharpton said that uh, it would be a mistake to underestimate Donald Trump. I think you're going to see President Trump here coming up. I really do. I think the doofus, um, the doofus Davos crowd is thinking um, this isn't working for us with Biden. All the wealthy people they're losing their money. They're the they're the ones that put this puppet in place. Now they're saying, you know what? Uh, we were doing a lot better under Trump. Maybe we ought to bring him back. I hear a lot of people saying that. It's really amazing how it comes down to simple economics all the time. You know, people that hate them, they're like, yeah, I think I'm going to vote for him. I kid you not. I, can, I, I hear people saying this. I just shake my head. I'm like, why? You hate every day. I heard you complain about him. Yeah, but my, I look at my 401k. I can't continue like this. Laughable. Laughable. Uh, I don't know if you heard this story about the two gay men. I believe this was in Britain. No, no, no. It was in Georgia, right? And they called them them gay activists. And they had two adopted sons, and they were abusing them and um, marketing them for the same abuse. And it's a very egregious story, uh, really. And it's being touted as a story that, you know, this is why gay men shouldn't be able to adopt or why homosexuals shouldn't be able to adopt. And... Um, I don't think it's a good example at all. I mean, you're going to tell me that the rate of incest is higher among 
uh, gay couples, adopt, you know, adopting than heterosexual? I seriously doubt it. There's probably not enough data to even really compare. To me, that's like saying that uh, uh, pornography is a stepping stone to, uh, you know, uh, violent behavior. You know what I mean? Uh, or the guns in video games are leading to shootings. I, I really don't believe that. There may be a tie with the video games in terms of the antisocial behavior. And I guess you could argue that, you know, then filling that social void with constant images of violence. I don't know if it's because it's a game in spite of it being a game. You see what I'm saying? I don't agree with these ties all the time. You know, people say, ah, oh, they, like, they don't agree with legalized marijuana because it's a gateway drug. Well, I used to think I agreed with legalized marijuana. I no longer do. I agree with the decriminalizing. I just don't think it should be available for commerce. Shouldn't be able to sell it at all. Should be illegal to sell it. You know, you want to grow it and do your thing. Uh, go ahead. You know, and and that would, should be the way that should has to go. I would think on your own property kind of thing, limited to that. But anyway, um, and I I don't feel like going into all that. My my thinking on all that, but. Um, uh, you know, I think that, 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 that it's not a gateway drug to other drugs. You know, you can say, well, if you look at statistics, it proves you're wrong. Okay. Well, that's like saying that coffee is a gateway to alcohol and that alcohol is a gateway to marijuana, which is a gateway to heroin, which is a gateway to fentanyl. And so if you have a cup of coffee, you see what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. In my, in my opinion... I'm not telling you that uh, you want to, you know, get involved in these things or not. I'm going to run out of time. Anyway, it is an egregious story. I don't think that homosexual couples should be able to adopt. And I could go into my reasoning for all that, but it's not because of this story. And it's just a disgusting story, really, in every way. I hope that these guys are uh, strung up by their you-know-whats. The January 6th, uh, you know, insurrection. Uh, they just charged three active-duty Marines who went into the Capitol. And they walked around for about an hour. And they put, a, a uh, I think, a MAGA hat on a statue and took a photo with it. That's the extent of their crimes. And, and I, I question the timing. I question why. It's unbelievable, really. And I don't know if we'll ever find out what happens to them. But for right now, they're getting paraded around as criminals. I don't know. I don't even know if I believe it, by the way. Some of this stuff just seems completely made up to me. Trump had filed a lawsuit against Hillary Clinton. I forget for what. I think a RICO complaint. Uh, The judge threw it out and fined Trump a million dollars for filing a, quote, revenge lawsuit. It's unbelievable to me, really. Unbelievable the uh, impunity that Biden and Clinton and many others enjoy. Virtual power plants. I, they just caught my eye. I'm thinking, like, is it, what is it, a magnet, a battery? What are we talking about? Oh, no. <laughs> They're talking about being able to control your thermostat and utility usage centrally in order to balance out the grid and avoid blackouts and things like that. And it's uh, it, it's not an idea that has zero merit. 
And by the way, there's a lot of people that willingly sign up for it. And I can't say that I wouldn't consider doing the same. I just would need the ability to override it. I would just say that. But I think what you're going to find uh, here very soon is that there's going to be a reshaping of our electric grid. And so, you know, I don't see where I'm living us ever dealing with this virtual power plant nonsense. You know, we're just belching out carbon emissions with, you know, like it's cool. But you're going to have it where they're developing new apartments and multifamily, which is everything now. Uh, and that's going to be the same in every metro soon. Here in the Philadelphia market, the, good luck finding a new a new construction single-family home. There's just not much at all. When they do go up, it's just ridiculously expensive. The multifamily stuff, you're just out, a buddy of mine. Uh, these are townhomes, carriage homes, they call them. Like uh, three units to a building. So, you know, you got nice end units, one in the middle. They're beautiful, luxurious. And they're starting at like $800,000. And the funny thing is, like, that, you got buys like a $50,000 deck with $20,000 worth of patio furniture, and you never see it used. There's something wrong. You know what I'm saying? There's something wrong. I don't get it. It's like the opposite of me, you know. Uh, you know, we have a beautiful deck, and we have some uh, lovely furniture out there. We do use it quite a bit. But really, my hangout is out in the garage in the driveway where I belong. Virtual power plant. Yeah, we're going to control your thermostat. Um, did I want to mention this out of order? Yeah. I will. Uh, Civil war is not a joke. Israelis need to wake up. The division in Israel is crazy. We don't hear a whole lot about it. It's like a worldwide phenomenon, people rejecting this uh, globalism. It's a strange, but then you have this whole uh, changing of of cultures uh, due to immigration happening all over, happening all over. Um, this six-year-old uh, shot the teacher in Virginia. Do you remember the story? Big uproar and what to do. And then the Uvalde shooting, do you remember that, the school shooting? The teacher left the door open or unlocked, and the guy just walked in, the kid. And Uvalde now is getting metal detectors, and hopefully that will happen in Virginia and every school should be hardened. Uh, you could argue the validity of metal detectors. I don't understand why you wouldn't. You don't have shootings at inner city schools ever. Never in Chicago. Never in Philadelphia. Never in Baltimore. Never in L.A. Never anywhere. You never hear about a school shooting in these gangland-infested, horrific crime neighborhoods, but yet there's never a shooting for one simple reason. They're secure. Amazing how that works. So why wouldn't you do it to every school? Our schools here where we're at, um, I, they don't have metal detectors that I'm aware of. Some do. I think the high school, uh, some of the high schools do. Uh, but the doors are locked. 
the access is limited. Uh, I, I'd be interested on the on the metal detector end, but every school, in my opinion, should have it. Why would you not? Interestingly enough, finally Uvalde, they come to the same conclusion, but only after people were killed, right? Only after lives destroyed and and another attack on the Second Amendment and our freedoms because uh, people lack the common sense that you can't just leave the doors to a school or a church or any building wide open like that. The days of that are gone. Sorry. It was probably never a good idea. Probably never. Soft targets are prime targets, bottom line. I'm glad to see it happen. Glad to see it happen. But here's the funny thing. I'll leave you with this. Not going to find it in American news because here you got to go to the BBC for them to report on it. If it's not politically expedient in the direction of taking away guns here, they're not going to report it at all. A simple solution. That's what every school should have. God willing, I'll see you back here shortly for another great podcast. Hope to see you there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.